0: Ones, with Rex and a mystery guest. I'm your host, Rex, and our mystery guest? uh, Well, you'll find out later. I just want to talk to you for a second about the podcast. So, most of you know, I used to run a record store called Dale Blues Records here in town in Shreveport, Louisiana. One of my favorite things to do there was to share music with with customers and friends and people that walked in Uh, throw a record on. They might not know they might buy it or they might check it out later on. I love doing that. I love talking about music. I love being, being with friends. So I haven't been able to do that lately. And that's what I want to do here. I want to talk music. I want to talk about life and friends. So I know there's a million podcasts out there like this and I I really don't care. This is mainly for me to be able to do that uh, on a weekly basis because I really do miss it. I really do. Um, So we'll talk about how I came up with The Ones. So... I believe, like, a couple couple of weeks ago, maybe a month, I don't know, uh, my good buddy Skill text me one Saturday night, and he goes, what is the best Motley Crue song? What's your favorite Motley Crue song? What's your best Motley Crue song? Thought about it. Kickstart my heart. Would have to be my due to the heart problems. But, nonetheless, texting you know, kickstart my heart, and he replied, "That's a good one. I'm going with Home Sweet Home." It's like, all right, it's a good one too. Maybe a couple days pass. I text him, "What's your go-to Metallica track?" And he answered, and I answered, and then I thought about it. I was like, "Man, how about this? How about I send you five artists, and you send me five artists." And you got to go through all two of those artists, picking your favorite song by each artist. He said, deal. I was like, all right. So I, you know, did that with skill. I text my old, old roommate, Adam Hester texted him. I said, Hey man, do you want to play a little game? I like to call the ones where you list up. And I told him about it Artist, And you got to list your favorite tracks and stuff like that. So did that with him text my old buddy Bono. You remember Bono? I used to have that podcast called Friday Five Podcast. He and I did uh, back in 2018, 2019. I think I stuck around for about 20 episodes. Life kind of got in the way. Had to cut back on some stuff. Decided to drop the podcast. It sucked. I hate doing that. I miss it so much. That's why I'm back here. And actually... On January 18th of you know this past year, 2023, marked the 15-year anniversary of a movie called Cloverfield that Bono and I absolutely loved. We followed the ARG when it was coming out in 2007, 2008. And I said, hey, man, I'm, I kind of miss, miss the podcast world. And he said, dude, if you ever think of a podcast idea and you want to do a podcast again, let me know. I'll help you out with it I'll, I'll, I'll help you edit it whatever you need I'll help you out I said alright cool and by the way I'm going to rejoin uh, Bono on our own little podcast you know doing our own thing again uh, so but Friday 5 has kind of blown up a little bit made they're up to 85 episodes they got kind of different channels for different things now so the ones will be kind of like a Friday five production or under their Friday five Friday five umbrella, as you could say. So we're going to do that. And I pitched Bono this idea of the ones and he liked it. And I was like, all right, well, cool. You know, that kind of scratch my itch that I got or itch my scratch. Eh, oh, well. So anyways I told him about it, he liked it. We started kicking around ideas. Maybe, you know, putting out five artists and the guest putting out five artists. That's 10 artists. That's a lot of time to talk about artists. I and mean, that one song by the artist like look at look at Ryan Adams. Ryan with an R, not Brian. Ryan Adams, he's probably got like 400 songs. I can't pick just one. You kidding me? So, Bono and I talked. We kind of reformatted this podcast. So what you'll get each episode is six albums. So each week, I'm going to text my guest and say, okay, your three albums this week are The Game by Queen, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers Long After Dark, and you know, something uh, Cease to Begin by Band of Horses. And they're going to text me their three albums. And we'll spend some time listening to those albums and picking our favorite song off of each record. That way, we're not burning through Tom Petty or U2, Ryan Adams, Bruce Springsteen, Bob Dylan, Rolling Stones, these people that have huge catalogs of music. You can't just pick one. Pretty sure a lot of us can. we got a go-to's for everything. So that's what we're going to do. They'll pick their six favorite songs off of those six albums. I'll do the same, so you got a total of twelve tracks that we'll talk about. And at the end of the week, or end of the podcast, or whatever it may be, I'll post a playlist of those twelve songs. And it might be called, you know, if my brother ever came on the uh, the podcast, which he probably won't. It would be called the ones with. Cody would be the title of the playlist. My big guest that I want to get is someone that I see every day. And it's my wife, Jacqueline. I already told her I wanted her to join the podcast. She's reluctant to say the least. So we got to work on that. But anyways, so I'm excited about this podcast. I'm excited about sharing music with you. It, it could be someone that I don't really listen to or haven't listened to ever. My second guest already texted me a list of people. And I'm like, I don't even really know who this is. Which is good. Which is great. One of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is explore music. Find new music. You're always trying to find new music. You're always like, hey, what are you listening to? I'm listening to Same Old, Same Old. What are you listening to? You know, so let's explore music together. Let's have fun. I want to hear from you at the end of the week. I want you to- you know, after the end of the episode shoot a comment like, "Oh man, you totally missed the boat on this record. This was the best track. How could you like that song what that song's the worst how How could you overlook this track? That's what I want. I'll try to do better as a solo podcaster before the guest comes on. I don't know how I'm going to do that, to be honest with you. I'll do my best. Just go easy, go easy. I got a list of people that I want to be a guest um, on the show. So just want to say thank you for listening to these first like 10 minutes Please listen to the rest. Our guest is coming up, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. They even shot me a band that I don't don't. I'm not familiar with, so you know, let's have fun. Let's listen to music. Let's talk. Let's uh. Let's just enjoy each other's company, and um. Let's uh. Let's get the show on the roll. Get the show on the road or roll. I don't know. Either way. I want to introduce my first guest. Welcome back.
1: Yep. All right. How about that? What was that, French or something? Dang. Now, folks, from what I hear, this young fella coming up next is one hell of a performer. So without any further delay, let's see what he can do.
0: All right, so for my first guest, on The Ones, I want to welcome a good friend of mine, Brent Lowry, also known as Bono.
1: <laughs> that nickname was appointed by you in high school. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm excited to be the first mystery guest here, man.
0: Yeah. I, I tried not to say your name a ton uh, in that opening, like kind of going through what the podcast will be about, but I, I just had to, uh, you know, give you some. Uh, prop you up give you some shine uh for <laughs> friday five and you know let people know that you and i will will have a podcast not this one that it's kind of my own vehicle right now right and, uh soon we'll we'll sit down and record uh you know our podcast as, as well but, right uh, right
1: yeah I'm, I'm the the co-creator of the friday five along with yourself i currently do two series on the friday yeah. Bob podcast with my co-host eric willis mm-hmm. called stop and chat and the other one's called friday night flashback stop and chat's kind of uh well we just stop and chat it could be about anything uh some of them are structured some of them are literally just eric and i just kind of you know talking and talking about what's going on in each other's lives uh the other one friday night flashback is 100 percent nostalgia based. Like one one of our episodes was um 1990s weekend itineraries. That was a favorite of mine. So if you want to yeah. kind of get an idea of what we do in that series, go listen to that one. So
0: Yeah, it's and y'all just celebrated uh your 85th episode.
1: Yeah, that's that that's been tough to get to. It's taken <laughs> like actually we we'll, we started the Friday 5 podcast almost 5 years ago. Um coming up uh I think in June or July so yeah 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 I I it's
0: our mm-hmm. first episode was video games and i remember soundtracks being one right i believe soundtracks was one
1: right and then you brought in uh the dove who joined us for a few episodes
0: okay two episodes that stand out and they all and both <laughs> involve the dove and we'll, we'll get to the ones I, I do apologize to to the audience no um, um but there's two there's one that dealt with conspiracy theories
1: love that one
0: and the second one was like i don't want to say horror stories or anything like that but <laughs> right. urban myths i guess you could say yeah and that one was a really good one um well, that's the uh, one that
1: he he got scared and he said, oh man, I just got a goosebump. I said, you got a you got you got a
0: goosebump that that's right and yeah. and I've been talking to him a little bit more and more and and I hope he comes on to the ones uh, with uh, with me at some point. I do know that he's uh, coming into town sometime I believe April or May June. Uh, I touch base with him every once in a while, but uh, me and another friend uh, Chase, who he knows and worked for, uh, every time Chase and I get together or go out of town for a concert, uh, we always end up texting the Dove or messaging uh, the Dove about God only knows what, just to see what he's up to. <laughs> but um, thank you so much for joining me. It really means a lot.
1: No, happy uh, to. So, happy to have you back in the swing of things here, man. We've we've missed you. so.
0: I'm excited about all of it. I'm excited about all of it. So let's just—I'm going to lay it out for the guest. You are—you are the guest. Uh, (laughs) Lay it out for the audience, uh, the one person listening, Um, and it's you because you have to edit this. (laughs) Um, So, probably, probably about two weeks ago, I texted you uh, about this idea, and you said, "We, you know, go for it. You should do this." So, you know, we kicked around a couple ideas about how to formulate this this podcast make it a little bit smoother uh which is gone off the rails already but anyway so what we do is uh i send you three artists in the three album uh, three uh one album by each artist and then you send me the same and uh we take some time and we listen to all those albums all six and then you uh you pick your favorite song off of each record so but, right. Uh,
1: I mean, it's 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 the perfect setup for you. I mean, you know, if it if anybody deserves to have a podcast, especially one about music, it's probably you. So I I love the idea because one of the biggest things is that it could introduce each other, whoever the mystery guest is, and yourself, you know, to new new music. Maybe or um kind of give the audience an idea of that one song that you know. We recommend to go check out. Maybe they'll become a fan. So,
0: absolutely. And I, and I, the only a couple of these records I, I have honorable mentions. Right. Um, so, but also, we in doing this, you know, you might send me or a guest might send me a record that I haven't listened to in a while, and yeah, it kind of reintroduces me or or gets my, you know throws me in again and, and listening to that band or that artist. So, you know, it's, it, it, we'll see how it goes. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see
1: how it goes. All a right.
0: Little char, a little Charlie day for the there folks out there. Um,
1: so, <laughs> Luigi in the upcoming Mario movie. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Good for him. Anyways, a little trivia for you.
0: But, well, Hey, I need it. Um, so let's, um, we'll go one by one we'll do one your album my album your album my album so on okay when i first text you it was before the podcast Uh and it was five five artists five artists and you just pick your favorite song off of you know out of their catalog right and kind of like what i just mentioned like you kind of get thrown back into a band that you might have forgotten about one of those bands that i text you you're like oh my gosh i forgot about you know, I'll, I'll just say Vampire Weekend.
1: Right, right. You're like
0: I've I completely forgot about those guys. Um, so Vampire Weekend is not on this list, but I knew I was like, man, he's he's got to throw me a U2 record,
1: <laughs> right?
0: And you you did. Um, you threw out uh, Octung Baby, right? And so I jotted down some notes about about this superb record. Um, and, and what an absolute uh, kick in the teeth um, um, this record was when it came out, because it's Joshua Tree was the uh, was the album before this, and right. or Rattle and Hum, really.
1: Yeah, but, they, it was Rattle and Hum, and they they went on the uh, Love Co- Love Comes to Town tour yeah. or Love Town tour. Um, okay, hmm.
0: and and but. Joshua Tree was such a huge success like it really broke them big time um, right. with with the US at least and for them to find that sound on Joshua Tree and then completely flip the script and come out with right. a Tongue Baby I think it was was it recorded in maybe Berlin
1: yeah in Berlin in 1990 and it's funny like Bono I, they came to a, a realization that, you know, they're they're almost becoming like a greatest hits band. So at the end of the Lovetown tour, uh, it was in Dublin. And Bono actually said that it was the end of something for you, two, and that they're going to have to go away and dream it all up again.
0: Wow. OK, so, I, I did not know about that. So yeah. Basically, he's like, hey, look, this this era of U two is it's the end of this era. And right. we have to go rebuild or build something new for the audience, and they
1: and they definitely did. I mean, it was it's, absolutely you know, they they came out with a it's, it's a dark kind of a weird you know it was kind of the precursor to like their Zoropa stuff. So yeah, and I mean, and it kicked off one of the best tours ever with the uh, Zoo TV tour.
0: Yes. So, but like for them to be successful at that point, and then say, you know what? they could easily just kind of be boring and and ride out that sound
1: right but oh decided, yeah they
0: decided they decided like i don't know challenge themselves come up with something new because that's that's got to be stale and boring to find success i mean stale and boring is to find success that that's not the stale and boring part of it but find that success and then trying to keep uh hitting that successful mark it's it's got to be boring for them and it's got to be boring for the audience um i can think of one band that had a successful run um and then all of a sudden like four albums after that it's the same old same old it's like man you got to go back into the lab and reinvent yourself here right I'm not naming names <laughs> It's Kings of Leon. Um, oh, oh, yeah. One, so,
1: one thing. One thing I read I I never heard before. They considered a lot of different titles for the album, and one of the titles that they kind of threw around was "Man," mm-hmm. which I think is kind of funny since her first album was "Boy." Oh, and you know, one one of the big things is that U two is U two is a live band. I mean, their their bread and butter is performing live in concert and. And I, I think, yeah, they they were becoming bored. They were mm-hmm. becoming bored with you know the same sound, and you know there, there there were some things that kind of put them out there a little bit. Bullet the Blue Sky was definitely one that kind yes. of brought in a different sound um, on the Joshua Tree album. But um, all in all, it it kind of was the same vibe. Mm-hmm. So I love the over the top. <laughs> crazy, you know, Mr. McFisto, the fly, the, the stage set up for the zoo TV tour. It was just, I absolutely love it. That's the, that's the U2. I first, that, that hooked me. And then, then I kind of went back, you know, at the beginning, mm-hmm. or from from the beginning and really just kind of fell in love with the entire library.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you and I have seen, um, I think twice together. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want Twice together when we're standing ne- near each other, and then a the third time when uh, we were under the same roof
1: uh, right for the right. Joshua
0: Tree 30th anniversary, I believe.
1: Oh, right. I, oh, yeah. I forgot you were that. Was that, that 30? One yeah,
0: that was I, 30.
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so let's jump in here. And uh, so many tracks, and you can, it's hard to pick just one um, off this, but I'm going to – I jotted two down. Okay, but I'm going to pick one right here because I'm afraid I don't think you picked the other one. But I'm just I'm actually, going against the, my grain.
1: I'm really excited to find this out, actually, because we haven't discussed this. I, yeah,
0: yeah. So we don't know each other's picks. So I think if I pick if I pick the same song you do or you did, um, we'll talk about it. Obviously, we're going to talk about all, all the songs that we pick. But um, right. then you then you go back to your drawing board. You might have a second one. But my uh, the pick I'm going to choose from Octung Baby by U2 is Trying to Throw Your Arms Around the World.
1: Solid song. That's a good pick. It,
0: and here's the thing about this song. It feels like it belongs on pop.
1: Yeah, it kind of has that same vibe as um, like maybe like staring at the sun or something like that.
0: And a little bit like kind of like miami a little (laughs) bit but what's funny is you mentioned bullet the blue sky being a darker rougher sound for joshua tree kind of standing out i think that's how i look at trying to throw my arm trying to throw your arms around the world i look at that the same way as you we would see bullet the blue sky because this could easily fit on an album that was six years later so it's kind of weird that they were um you know, trying out that sound and kind of shelving it, like foreshadowing what that U2 sound would be later on. Right. I think they wanted to, I mean, they were wanting to slow
1: it down a bit, probably. I mean, you, the album came out so strong with, I mean, you know, The Fly and Until the End of the World and Even Better Than the Real Thing and Mysterious Ways. So, I mean, it was kind of like this nonstop. And uh, Mm -hmm. I really liked. Yeah, I love that track. I mean, it's it's definitely unique. It stands out. Yeah, great pick, dude. I'm I'm really I'm excited to hear your honorable mention
0: too. Oh, my honorable mention is like just. Yeah, we'll 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 talk about it after after. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, go ahead. So my pick. Oh, were you
1: done with yours? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Oh. Okay. Cool. So I'm going to go with the track, and this this has been a track that. I have called my favorite U2 song period for you know 20 years now. I already, I already know what it is. Do you know, you think
0: <laughs> I can say can I say it?
1: Yeah, you can say it.
0: Oh, well now I'm I'm now I'm between two, but I'm going to go Acrobat. <laughs>
1: That's Acrobat. <laughs> yeah,
0: Acrobat is
1: to me their best song. Only be- I mean not only because but because it's so Dark and brooding, and it was such like a it, it. There was such a kind of a mystery behind it for so long because they never played it live, mm. and I was always the person that was like, of all songs not to play live, why would you choose this one? Because it is so good. But apparently, they had a lot of trouble with it uh, when performing it live. They actually performed it during some sound checks uh, during the Zoo TV tour, but they just never did it. Um, Bono described the song. Uh, it's about like your own hypocrisy, your own ability to change shape and take on the colors, of whatever environment you're in, like a chameleon. Yeah. So it's it's about somebody that you're kind of kind of a lost soul, like struggling with their own self worth. They're kind of yearning for a place in the world, mm. uh, overcoming barriers, not giving up. And then there's a line in the song uh don't believe what you hear don't believe what you see if you just close your eyes you can feel the enemy mm. and it's it's almost like just telling you to stop you know close your eyes you're your own enemy you're the reason that you're not able to overcome these things and then of course um don't let the bastards grind you down that's kind of that's a famous- great line right um that's like the famous line in there but I love it. I love the lyrics. Uh, the The phrase "dream out loud" is like my favorite YouTube phrase. And you can dream, so dream out loud. So, I mean, I just I I love the song, love the vibe, and they finally performed it live in uh, I believe 2018. You weren't there. No, I was not there. I really, (laughs) I really, really um, wish I
0: was, but I wasn't. So, a few things. A how much would someone have to pay you to get the tattoo? Dream out loud. <laughs> Honestly, man, it's.
1: I mean, where where would it be? I mean, that's that's what no, it all no 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 down that, to no. That, it's up to you. Oh, okay. Uh, how much would they have to pay me? Well, they have to pay for the tattoo, and then okay. uh, let's say ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand
0: dollars. Yeah. Really? I'm not really.
1: I'm not into tattoos, man. Yeah, me either. I, I mean, it's according to where it was, but I mean, if I got a tattoo, that would be a pretty good
0: one. But I think uh, I, I see a lot of people with lyrics as their, um, you know, tattoo lyrics and stuff. So I didn't, I, I knew you weren't into tattoos that often or any. Um, I, I really dig this song, and it was, it was, it was high up on my list. But I had a, I had a feeling that you were either going to go acrobat. Or Love is Blind.
1: Love is blindness was very close. Yeah. I mean, I just, this is one of those songs, like, I know, like, you can, you can love a song, but you don't really pay that much attention to the lyrics. Mm -hmm. This is one of those songs that I can just recite line for line. And I just, I love it. I love the lyrics in the song. Um, It's like, I'll just read some that I just really like. Um, No, nothing makes sense. Nothing seems to fit. I know you'd head out. If you only knew who to hit and I joined the movement, if there was one I could believe in, I'd break bread and wine. If there was a church I could receive in. Yeah. I just love that because I need it now to take a cup, to fill it up, to drink it slow. I can't let you go. I must be an acrobat to talk like this and act like that. And you can dream. So dream out loud. So don't let the bastards grind you down. I mean, that's a freaking great song.
0: <laughs> I love no, that track. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm I'm right there with you. And like I said, I was like, man, he's, he's going to pick Acrobat. Cause I remember <laughs> that's, that's like your top song. Right. Uh, and love is blindness. We, we all heard it on the grace soundtrack. Um, <laughs>
1: Everyone heard that it was the top selling one of 2006. Yeah.
0: Yes. So, but, my honorable mention for this album is is easy um it's until the end of the world. Oh man. That's so, the ultimate live track for them. Yeah. I love the story so much. I, I remember hearing that we'll, we'll we'll be brief on this one because you know it's not one of our tracks. Um I just remember hearing the rumor that it's like Judas and Jesus. It's right. the story of Judas and Jesus. And um so I could totally be uh, I could totally be wrong about that, but I, I just remember hearing that that
1: rumor. Well, no, I mean he pretty much says it at the beginning of the song, like during the uh, the elevation tour. Also, yeah, I mean I was in the garden, I kissed your lips, broke your heart. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's that you were is, talking it. about
0: the end of the world.
1: Yeah, but yeah, no, that's an amazing, Pig Man. I mean, it's such a good album. I, I guess if I had to pick, like an honorable mention, this is kind of cheating because it's on the B sides. But I'm still gonna say it um lady with the spinning head is amazing especially the remix version of it
0: okay I'll, I'll, I'll give that one a listen I just remember like you and I were texting you is like is it like do I have to pick to, like the, off the studio tracks or is it <laughs> we doing extended versions I was like oh we're, we're gonna do studios for right now
1: um well the it's a great, but there's a remix version that's the best version. But the coolest thing about the song to me is that you're going to hear at least three Octung Baby songs within that song. Um, you're going to hear a guitar riff for "Until the End of the World." You're going to hear a portion of "The Fly" in it. Really? Yeah, it's really cool. And like The Edge talked about it, how they they came up with three other songs based on that song. So it's it's really interesting, but um, that's it's worth a listen. Yeah,
0: I'll I'll give it a listen. So um, you have you have the three, uh, that I picked. I mean the three albums that I sent you. So right, one one two or three. Which one do you want to talk about next off of my list here? I think and, I have them in the order you sent me. I'm not okay. Not
1: sure. But. We'll go.
0: We'll just go with uh the first one I sent you. I think I sent you. Yeah. Okay. Augustine's? You, Yeah, yeah. I'll just mention a little brief synopsis of of the band and album, because I don't know that many people who who listen to them. Uh, They first came out um, in 2010 as We Are Augustines. Uh, So it's a three piece band, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Didn't really hang out uh, or hang around that long. Uh, They only released three records between 2010 and 2016. Oh, they're Uh, not together anymore. I didn't know that. No, they're no longer together. Um, They released only three records, like I mentioned. The debut album, "Rise You," uh, sunken ships maybe. Rise Your Sunken Ships. Uh, That album, that first record, is a stone cold killer. It's really good. Uh, I just wanted to go with their sophomore album because I because there's one track that just kind of felt like, uh, and I, I felt like this towards this song. you know this this podcast and you picking you too but there's a song on there that just when i hear it i was like oh man this sounds like a youtube track but anyways so i think uh i think you would like this record i've I've picked it uh i think you'd like it a little bit more than than their first record but yeah that's that's augustine's they they only had three records uh self-titled which was the sophomore album which is the one we're going over right now So. Yeah, let let me hear what your uh what your song is or what your thoughts on the album.
1: Yeah, I man, I had heard the name before of the band. This this is the story of my life. I hear the names of all these bands, then I finally break down and listen to them and this was a good opportunity to do that, but uh man, I was pleasantly surprised with them. I really was. And I immediately heard that YouTube thing, which we you and I both know especially that's we kind of used to roll our eyes at it sometimes because we always would hear all the bands like the next U2 or they sound like U2. And yeah, but you can't help but notice it. And it's funny. I was reading an article about the Augustines and that's one of the first thing the interviewer brought up was like, you've been compared to U2. Wow. And yeah. So it's not, it's not something that would just, we, you know, heard or thought, but yeah. So yeah, the song I picked, You mean, I guess talk about the song. um, Yeah yeah cruel city uh, which is it's kind of funny because i think that's the second track so i was like he's gonna think i didn't listen to these <laughs> but and i i think that's kind of up there as far as like one of their more popular ones
0: yeah i think it was their first uh the first single off this record
1: yeah I think. cruel city's good man i liked it. it's like it's kind of an anthem but it's Apparently, you know, from what I read too, is kind of a bitter love letter to New York mm. about how new york, New York City or whatever is it's such a hard place for artists to live. I mean, you know, from rent to everything else, it's just it's a you, you struggle so much to actually get to where you want to get. it's and
0: it's New York City, I, I've been there once or twice, yeah. and like when I think of New York City, it's just a cruel city. Right.
1: There you go. That's a good title. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, it compared to you two. The, the, the other song I liked a lot was nothing to lose your head. not Nothing yes. to lose, but your head. Sorry. Yes. So yeah. that, that was the other one that I had uh, listened to and I almost chose that one. It's a very, very different track from cruel city, very slow and brooding. And it just slowly builds into a pretty spectacular ending. Mm. But both of these tracks you could have easily it, it it would have easily fit into like the Love Town tour back in the uh late eighties from U two. Yeah.
0: So when when I mentioned like there's a track that that reminds me of U2, it, it was Cruel City. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So anyways, my track that I'm picking from this uh self-titled album is Don't You Look Back. Okay. It's in the middle of the pack, a little bit later in the record. Um this song reminds me of there was a it's kind of a one hit wonder band. Um the airborne toxic event. Yes. Who, I I'm actually
1: had, a decent fan of those, yeah.
0: Okay. So they had a the, the big hit that I remember is uh sometime around midnight.
1: Yes. Well I say I'm a decent fan, but that's really the only song. But yes, I'm a I'm a big fan of that song.
0: So but that's why you have this you know, we have the podcast is I might throw airborne toxic event at somebody else. Right. And because I haven't listened, like I can't, uh, that's the only song I know. Right. Um, so the lyric that I was thinking of is this kiss ain't got no hope for me. And I just think about like, when I hear this song, I'm like, this guy is just in limbo. Like he doesn't know where he stands with this girl. Right, And he's just trying his best and he's like, this, this, this might sink my battleship on this one. <laughs> um, and I will say that if I was 21 years old, instead of 31, when this track came out, mm-hmm. I would put this on a mix CD for a girl. <laughs> I would, I would slip, I, w- I would, I would slip that track on that record or on that CD be like hey look, you know we're, what's going on here you know why don't we tiptoeing here <laughs> um so but yeah go back and listen to that one if 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 you dare but it's cool so cruel city and don't look uh, I almost said don't look back in anger um <laughs> don't you look back uh or my uh or my choices off this record very cool nice man yeah so We'll go with your second record, and it's uh, "The Suburbs" by Arcade Fire.
1: Yes, both of us. We well, I mean, both of us kind of became fans of Arcade Fire at the same time. Yes, um, which I think is cool. They, uh, Arcade Fire, the song "Wake Up" from their first album "Funeral." Uh, the song "Wake Up" would play before you two took the stage during their How to dismantle an Atomic Bomb tour, and called the
0: Vertigo tour
1: oh right okay yeah the vertigo tour and we went and saw vertigo vertigo vertigo
0: yeah vertigo vertigo oh crap
1: um (laughs) we we went and saw him in chicago you can listen to this you can hear about that entire trip yes on episode 10 um of the friday five podcast but anyways I, i i I could never hear that song and not think of standing on the floor in Chicago waiting for them to hit the stage. It's amazing. But anyways, the yes. suburbs was the third album. I third album. Are, yeah. Third album came out in 2010. And to me, it kind of felt like their version of Octung baby in that it was, it was pretty different. It was a different sound than what, I mean it was similar, but at the same time, it was a lot faster pace. I mean, it you know, it kicked off fast and it just kind of never stopped. It was fantastic. And to me, this is their best album next to uh, Neon Bible, which I think is kind of tied with the suburbs because i I was all about the suburbs, man. It was just great. It won album of the year, two thousand and eleven Grammys, and I think you're actually
0: at over at our apartment watching that with us. So, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cheat a little bit here. I, I took some notes down. Yeah. And I completely forgot I was at your apartment until, like, just now. Like, was was certain- before, right before you said it, I was like, I was, yeah. He and I were hanging out. And your wife, Becky. We were at yeah. your apartment. And we were watching it. And it they closed the show. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, a BMX uh, bike, <laughs> bike guy or... BMXer, well, they, on the half
1: pipe doing tricks. Right. They sang, um, well, they performed during the show, they sang month of May, I believe. Yes. And then they, they won album of the year, which, t- honestly, man, I'm, that was so surreal. Because I was like, oh, I can't believe they won. Because, I mean, they weren't really the band that you would expect to win. I think they were going up against, like, like Eminem that year or something. I don't know, but but the cool thing about it is they won album of the year and the show was closing and they just, I mean, it was probably planned, but I well, mm-hmm. I mean, how could it have been planned if they didn't know they were going to win? But they just took the instruments and they just like, all right, we're closing, closing this, the show to this song. And they st- and they played um, ready to start. Yes. Which yeah. is my pick, my pick from suburbs. Um, I just nice. love this song, I just, it, it kind of just always has been one of my favorites of theirs. It really stood out from the album. And it's just, it's the first song on the, the album. It's just a great kickoff song.
0: So <clears throat> what I remember is I want to say they played, they announced album of the year. Right. And then they went back, they did their speech and then they said, we're going to close it or something like that in the speech. And they went back like to the left or right of the stage. I can't remember. And they just plugged in and just started going for it. And that's why I'm, I think it was probably tipped. It, it might've
1: been. Yeah. Cause I mean, I don't know how else they would have done that, but it was just, it, they were still in, sh- well, I guess if it was tipped, they weren't in shock, but you could just see it on their faces that they, even though they might've known, they were still like, I can't believe this is happening. And somehow we're, Closing out the Grammys, you know, and and, and,
0: I, and I think one of the things, like a surreal moment or whatever, uh, for you and I is because that band in our pocket that mm-hmm. is not huge at all, it like just won a Grammy. It's almost like you won the Grammy as well, because <laughs> like a small, like this, this small band, and it's not small, it's like 15 people. Um but <laughs> there's last count there were thirty-four <laughs> people. Yeah. So but it's it's like, man, this this little like secret of mine like just got publicized and everybody knows about it and now everyone can join enjoy it. And there's a lot of bands that you and I have probably put in our pockets and walked around with for years and years and years. And some of those bands are still in our pockets, and some of them have Gotten out of the pocket and 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 become bigger than than you and I expected, but it's it's fun when you're you're rooting for the underdog. Well, and it's fun too because we
1: were fans from like day Early. one. I
0: mean, I yeah, I, I became a fan in two
1: thousand four, um, so it was right before the the Vertigo tour. Yeah, and I think that was maybe a year or two after Funeral hit. I can't really remember, but. I, I remember um
0: I remember oh boy, this might get us in some trouble. Um I remember us downloading either at my house I, I know we're at right. my, I know one time it was at our house my house, uh, downloading like or finding bootlegs of the U two concerts.
1: Yes, yeah that I do tour
0: that. and right. they would have the opening music for it and I was like we're like, what is this? Right. <laughs> and and you're absolutely right. Uh, wake up from funeral it, while you're on the floor in the United Center. Uh, oh, dude. United Center or United Artists? United, United Center. Center. Like, I
1: legit get goosebumps thinking about that. Like, really? Because yeah. that was so insane. And then you slowly hear City of Blinding Light slowly start to fade in that was one of the coolest moments ever. Yeah. I think, I think my uh, reaction was hitting you for some reason. I don't know why, but I was, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. So you're, excited.
0: You're, you're nudging me. And I was trying to, uh, yeah. I,
1: was, I was trying to get the girls that had snuck in front of us to move back. Um, I was like, get a, get my um,
0: <laughs> You staying over there, please. Yeah. <laughs> we just drove my, 15 hours. Right. It's been a heck of a trip. Um, <laughs> and our friend lost two grand and now we got to pay yeah. for hotel but yeah check out episode 10 it's a fun story um
1: (laughs) but ready ready to start was my pick i I think it deals kind of with someone in their early 20s which is funny i mean i think it's cool because when i first started listening to arcade fire we were in our early 20s you know
0: yeah Uh, um, 22
1: right right it's just somebody trying to figure out their life while at the same time going through a breakup that's the vibe the song gives me and the lyrics that kind of you know make it sound like that at least um the businessmen are drinking my blood like the kids in art school said they would and i guess i'll just begin again you say can we still be friends Mm. which i think is somebody that's just they're kind of getting a dose of reality after after high school and at the same time you know they're going through some stuff with their girlfriend or whatever and the lyrics now you're knocking at my door saying please come out with us tonight but i would rather be alone than pretend that i feel all right so, I mean, I can only imagine that's, a, you know, a relationship that they're talking about there. So,
0: yeah, no, no, that's a, that's a great pick. And so it's, it's a great refresher for, right. for me. um, I went with Half Light 2, No Celebration. The opening lyric is, now that San Francisco has gone, I oh, guess my... I'll just pack it in. Want to wash away my sins in the presence of my friends. So. That line of, you know, um, now oh, that San Francisco's gone, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll just pack it in. Uh, wanna wash away my sins in the presence of my friends. That is basically, um, a, uh, Springsteen line. It is just really, it's up there with a the Springsteen line for me. What a way to, to, to open that song. Um, this was actually my favorite track when the album came out. I Stayed remember you quoting these lyrics all the time.
1: Like, specifically, I remember that.
0: It's a great, it's just a great song. And, and, and I could, I'm not going to sit here and dissect it because, you know, it's, it's just one of those songs that I just thoroughly enjoy. And, uh, it's just, I love it. So hopefully, um, the listeners can go back and listen to those two tracks and,
1: uh, get a, can- get a feeling for it. We used to wait was another one that I almost chose,
0: but Yes. We used to wait. Yeah. Oh Rococo. That's a great one too. Rokoko. Yeah. <laughs> um that's a whole song, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Honestly, I think it might be. Um Alright, Arcade Fire off the board. Next. <laughs> so so much for this one. Um <laughs> I I chose x and y by coldplay
1: oh i thought you were gonna say something else but anyways go
0: ahead um, x and y for coldplay marks a big change for the band mainly because this is the last album i listened to by coldplay
1: you know that's really funny because in my notes right now it says the last coldplay cd i purchased
0: yes <laughs> Yes.
1: Yeah, it really that, is. Like,
0: it's the last one I paid attention to in my notes. This is the last album by Coldplay that I actually paid attention to and balked. Oh, that's funny. That's, that's exactly what it says in mine.
1: That's great.
0: I remember being at your house. Uh-huh. They played SNL.
1: Right, yeah.
0: And I was just... I don't know. Like... I think you and I talked about this for like when the album came out, we both bought it. We both listened to it. And I think we just got together one, one day or night and we're just like, what the hell is this? (laughs) Because, because leading up to, um, X and Y, they were, they would sit there and they're like, Oh, this is this album's totally different. We're going a new way. It's right. totally it's not really us. Like we're throwing caution to the wind. And then it came out and I was just like, "What the heck? This is this is like the first two records." Right. And then they came out with Viva La Vida maybe?
1: Yeah. Was the fourth was like,
0: record? Yeah. And they said, "Well, the first three were a trilogy; they all stayed together." Uh, and on this Viva La Vida record, it's are just totally different. But I was like, "Because <laughs> you've said this already." When right. I was prepping my money for X and Y, <laughs> right?
1: But I mean, Viva—you know—they they have some Viva La Vida has a couple decent tracks, I guess. And you know, I see. I was always a big fan of their very first album, Parachutes. Yes. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this one definitely took me back. And I can also say I have not listened to X and Y in probably 15 years. Yeah.
0: I, I believe Speed of Sound was the first track, and maybe that was the SNL one. But yeah, I'm going to say something real quick. But I think, I don't know when this record came out
1: 2005.
0: 2005. So, so the Vertigo Tour. Um, All right. Yeah. So we're 22, 23 when this, when this, uh, 21, 20, 21 or 22 when this came out, I can't remember which season, but, um, going back and listening to it, hand up. I was wrong. 21, 22 year old. I was wrong.
1: As far as it being different.
0: Yeah. or or as far as it being the same in my mind, because now I listen to it, I'm like, it's a lot more sped up. It's a lot more open, I think. Uh, So I was wrong about this record. Like to the point I might, I might have to buy it on vinyl. (laughs) It's a cool cover. It is. And I remember like them doing like announcing, like that was a code. Yeah. (laughs) I remember that. It's like some, code that they used or something weird I don't know but anyways I I think I I think I might have been wrong about this record now I'm not oh Rexy here you know I'm not going out (laughs) to Best Buy and buying all the CDs A I don't have money I have a child B I don't (laughs) want their CDs C Best Buy doesn't carry CDs anymore (laughs) I was about to say I, I don't
1: I don't want to tell him about TV, but I was I was in Best Buy a few days ago, and I I felt like I just went back to my childhood home and saw that somebody had gutted it. I was yeah, like, what happened, man? Yeah,
0: they had so, like I think they had seventeen movies. So, but they got like eighty four bins of old movies. Um, yeah, but it was all like X and Y in one of the bins. <laughs> so, but I I think I think um. I might've hit the, missed the mark on X and Y when I was 21, 22. Right. It's, it it's different, it, but it's not
1: drastically different. I mean, you're not going like, what band is this? I mean, <laughs> yeah. You're <laughs> you're like, Okay. That's, that's Chris Martin. Um, I was playing the
0: piano. <laughs> um. So See, yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts on this record? Because I just, I just talked a bunch about this and where I was at and, and, and you as well. Because I think you and I were in the exact same boat on this one,
1: right? I mean, like I said, I it it's been it's been a bit since I listened to this one, but I mean, I you know it
0: brought back a lot of memories,
1: man. I mean, it did, it, it really did. I mean, there's there's something to be said about you know anyone that can relate to an album or when they're in their early twenties. I, I think that's such a cool time in you know somebody's life, mm-hmm. and to hear an album that came out around that time that you enjoyed, it really does kind of take you back. I
0: thought about, I don't know, like a year ago, um, I started making a list of these records that I absolutely loved in my 20s. And some of it's cringe. Um, yeah. Some of it is, you know, Coldplay, X and Y, Pete Yorn, stuff like that. Um, Kings of Leon is another band, the Strokes, Killers stuff like that and I was like man I just want to start looking at all the all those list of records that came out between you know ages of 20 to maybe 24 25 right and and see see if that's still there for me right see if that feeling is still there because I absolutely love that feeling oh no, of- I of,
1: I of totally, just loving an album i totally get what you're saying because i mean i it's this it, you can't really describe it but i mean you're you're young you're out in the world i mean you you kind of have so many options ahead of you and yeah sometimes this music can just really kind of um inspire you to go in a certain direction or i mean or just you know it, it's an exciting time in life
0: yeah so, and i have uh, my buddies. uh he's got a nephew who's like 21, 22, 23. I don't know. Anyways. um, He worked at my record store Yeah, and I would just pull out things that we listened to in our twenties. And I was like, Hey man, like you should, he's like, Oh, I'm going, I'm, you know, I'm seeing this girl and I'm dating her and blah, blah. I was like, yeah have you made a mix cd yet and he's like (laughs) no it's like we we will send songs to each other but not a mix cd i was like man go back and listen to this record go back and check out this band and and don't forget about this one either like this is a great track and she might dig something like that and this and the other and he's like all right so i'll pass bands along to him and he he digs them but um Yeah, it's just like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I could be 20 again in the music that's going around. It's, it's, it's odd. Like I I just don't, I don't think I could. I mean, I like, I like the bands that I like right now. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I don't think a 20 year old me could, could last long.
1: <laughs> there was there was something about that uh Garden State soundtrack, man. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Garden State. That's another one. Yeah. But
1: um I remember enjoying the album. I mean, you know, that uh I think Square One, that's I think the opening track. I might be yeah. wrong. That's a that's a decent track, but the the one that I chose was um the song Talk. Da, 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 yeah, da, 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 da. yeah. I, I liked it. I, I really did. It has a really cool uh, guitar riff, um, okay. guitar riff, whatever. And it's funny. I was looking up, you know, some facts about the album, and they. <laughs> it's funny. I don't know why I know this band, but I do. They got permission from the band Kraftwerk, yes, to use the main riff from their song "Computer Love." And if you go listen to the song "Computer Love," <laughs> it's literally the exact same thing. Oh boy. And the reason I know of Kraftwerk is because my father <laughs> was a very big Kraftwerk fan back in the day <laughs>
0: when Brent, he had Brent, a Porsche, Brent. and
1: I guess he used to, go, <laughs> I guess he used to cruise the interstate listening to Kraftwerk. So,
0: Brent, give me that, give me that Kraftwerk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I actually got him a Kraftwerk shirt a couple years ago for his birthday, and he loves it. He still wears it all the time. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Talk talk is kind of cringy because the more I listen to it, I'm just like they they're doing that classic Coldplay where they they kind of just they talk out their lyrics a little bit. Yeah, yeah. If you take a picture of something you see, I'm like deenie deenie dee, deenie dee, dee and I'm like that's such a stupid line. <laughs> so and then they follow it up with basically playing the line on guitar, and it's just kind of like. Eh. But I mean, I,
0: I do like the song though. So. Okay. So <clears throat> back to, back to square one. I did not pick square one, but I'll, but the lyric or the line, um, from the top of the first page to the end of the last day. I, uh, that's a great line. Um, yeah. but move over.
1: Uh
0: huh. I, uh, I chose talk as well.
1: Did you? <laughs>
0: nice. I had, I had two, I had two songs in mind and, uh, I want to talk about, uh, the first song that I jotted down, which was talk. Uh-huh. I remember driving home from my brother's place in the woodlands mm-hmm. and I'm 22 and he's got it. I'm 21, 22. And he's, you know, he's three years older than I am. So he's 24, 25. And I just remember like I bought the CD right before I left town. And I remember getting to this song and I just clicked in my, in my mom's uh, white intrepid. uh, I clicked repeat. Mm -hmm. And that's like, and I almost started crying because You know, he's like, you know, he's talking to his brother, like, hey, I'm like, I'm lost. Like, can you help me? And uh, I don't know why at that age, I was like, man, I'm my brother lives in a different state at this point. And up until then, we shared the same room like in up until like high school, I think we we Mm -hmm. shared the same room. Um, even though he had a separate room, he would always either sleep on my floor or we would have bunk beds or twin beds, but we're always in the same room. So, um, he's my best friend and I felt like once he moved away, uh, we wouldn't be best friends anymore, which is so wrong and far from the truth. I'm coming upon 40 this year and my brother will be 43 and we talk every day text and our wives hate us. Um, you <laughs> have that in common too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Talk, talk was a big song for me at that point in my life and spinoff story while I was heading home. Um, I got pulled over <laughs> in Rusk County, Texas.
1: Were you blasting cold flesh?
0: no at that point uh i don't know i I might have still been listening to coldplay but i had that huge cd binder right oh yeah i saw that one. yeah i do too and um it was sitting shotgun with me and i get pulled over i got long hair like to my shoulders i got (laughs) you know bell bottom style not straight up bell bottom but like these ripped up American Eagle jeans that kind of flare out. I'm wearing my K Swiss sneakers oh, from high man. school. Those things were are still sh- they were
1: still kicking.
0: Sh- yeah, shot from hell. <laughs> um, this is like four <laughs> to the point your mom offered to buy me sneakers. Yeah, because my I wore parents them so To
1: buy you shoes, they were like, "Oh my gosh, can you not?" Know yeah, problem? I was like, "I was like, no, mom, he's wearing those on purpose." And I know. Uh, I know you wrote or you drew on them, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) But anyways, this, this copper stops me and, and I'm wearing, I'm wearing my Olga Eagle ring. So it had to been after May because uh, we went to the U2 show in May of 20, uh, 2005. I had that on my, on my hand, um, or ring. Um, finger, I get out, and this guy's like, This, he's probably looking at me like this burnout. Um, <laughs> so he's like, Hey, you know, you know, why I stopped you? I was like, I don't think I was speeding. He goes, Your tail lights out, it's raining, you really need to fix that, blah, blah, blah. And then he just starts going in on me. He's like, Hey, have you, you know, have you been drinking? You've been doing, you know, doing yeah. some drugs, smoking? What are you doing? And then he's like, he's like, you mind if I search your car? I was like, no, go for it. Yeah. And he's starting to search my vehicle and he's like any knives, guns, weapons of mass destruction. I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, sir. But I got an appetite for destruction by guns and roses in the CD case. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. And he slammed my trunk and he goes, you're free to go. <laughs> get out of here. And I was like, all right. So get my car. and I drive away. um, that's My great. honorable mention is a song that they wrote for Johnny Cash.
1: They wrote it
0: for Johnny Cash. They, I, from what I can remember, they wrote this for Johnny Cash, but Johnny Cash passed.
1: Okay, and yeah. it's
0: "Till Kingdom Come."
1: Nice. Okay, I need I, listen to it. I can't remember. So it's I can't remember last... hearing it. Yeah, I can't remember hearing like a Johnny Cash vibe. Though I need to listen to it again.
0: Go back and listen to it and just picture Johnny Cash. and You're like, okay, that's Cash. Yeah. Um Now, I cannot remember if this was a, the last song or if it was a hidden track. That I'm not sure. So I'm curious if anyone could think of a hidden track. I can, but I don't want to open it up on Spotify. But I'm curious if Kings of Leon had a hidden track on Youth and Young Manhood called uh, Talihina Skies after holy roller novocaine and it was like it hits like (laughs) an eight minute 20 eight minute 20 second mark of that of the last song so i'm curious if on spotify they edit that and make it another track
1: they might like if they have like an extended edition or something yeah
0: no but this is not an extended edition this is a regular i remember listening to it on the cd I just can't remember. I didn't look it up. So there we go. Uh, But that's a great song. Till Kingdom Come. I remember him talking about they wanted to give it to Johnny Cash. They wrote it for Cash. Something along those lines. And he passed. Um, Yeah. Bitter. Bitter. Sweet there. Um, So straight up talk, talk. Um, So I'll I'll mention uh, Kingdom Come on the on the playlist as well. so so that the people don't feel like they got gypped um (laughs) that free podcast
1: ripped us off
0: (laughs) uh so let's go to your next record your last album actually
1: my last pick i kind of decided when we changed up the format of your show you know when we discussed it you know we were able to use some more recent bands And, you know, I decided to go with Hearts, which this is not the 80s band Hearts. This is spelled H-A-E-R-T-S. Got to be different. And their debut album is Hearts. That's the name of their album, also. But, yeah, man, I I randomly came across them around 2015-ish or so. But they're a German indie pop music duo formed in 2011 in New York. And to me, I mean, the lead singer sounds exactly like Stevie Nicks to me. I mean, it's definitely an inspiration for her sound because, I mean, it's dead on at times during certain songs. The The track I went with is called um, Hemiplegia. I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Hemiplegia. Anyways, hemiplegia means uh, total paralysis of on one side of the body. Oh, God. Which, Yeah, interesting way to... You get gray's anatomy in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm just going to name off random uh medical terms. But um I just love the track. He has a very calming voice and they're amazing live. Like that's that's where I first came across them was randomly I was listening to something on YouTube or watching a video of somebody on YouTube and this band popped up. I saw they had a live concert. I checked them out and man, I just instantly liked them. Um you could easily picture hearing this like in the car in the eighties. I, I think mm-hmm. it fit perfectly. And yeah, I mean I, I don't I don't really have a deep dive into the track, but it's just one that I would recommend. I would recommend the entire album. It it flows so incredibly well. And if you like like eighties kind of I don't really want to say synth pop, but maybe almost like dream pop a little bit. Okay. Definitely check out um, Hearts, H-A-E-R-T-S, Hearts. So, yeah, that's my pick. I'm, I'm curious to see what, what you thought of the
0: album and maybe what stood out for you. So when I listen to it, because this is what I do when I'm prepping for a part of the you know the episode, is once you give me your three and I give you my three, I just throw all six on a playlist. Oh, okay and I just start listening from top to bottom yeah and when I started listening to Hearts, um the first track that stood out to me was himemoplasia or whatever it was yeah that's cool but um I didn't want to butcher it saying it <laughs> so <laughs> I don't I don't know if either one of us said it right to be honest but no we didn't yeah um. Yeah. I'm checking with our producer. Nope. <laughs> um, so actually, it, w- it was a toss-up between these two, um, but I went with "Lights Out."
1: Oh, nice. Okay. Which is
0: might be like the f- f- two tracks after "Yeah, Please um, But "Lights Out," I-, I love her voice on this one. I mean, she uses her voice all, all, on the whole record, but um, it just kind of stood out to me. I just love the slow build uh, to an. Uh, like just an absolute kind of breakthrough uh, right. on the on the track. So this one stood out to me, and um, and I and I like the band. I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to listen to uh, more of their stuff. Are they still around? Or, or yeah, they yeah. They they've had a call couple albums, um,
1: couple albums since then. And yeah, okay. I mean, this this is still my favorite album of theirs. But uh, yeah, they're still around uh, making okay. new music. Uh, the song Wings is another one that. I almost chose. I'm a big fan of that one. Yeah. But um just a great kind of chill out
0: album. I, I just yes. really like it. Um I enjoyed I enjoyed it. So it's it's one of those ones that I didn't I didn't know about until until you told me. I, I have I have two notes here. Mm-hmm. Um Hearts is a German indie pop duo band that started mm-hmm. in two thousand eleven in New York.
1: Yeah, we saw the same Wikipedia. It sounds like.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> and also I've I've never listened to them, so uh, that was a fun album to get into and and find. So, cool. thank you for uh, sharing that one with me. Yeah, so, yeah. Same with the Augustines. I enjoyed them. So they're they're decent. Um, the guy, uh, the lead singer for Augustine's, I follow him on Twitter and Instagram and he just like stays in Ireland.
1: Oh yeah. Nice.
0: And he just does whatever he wants. He does shows, but it's like, man, why come back to the States?
1: Are they, are they from Ireland or overseas? Uh,
0: I think just Brooklyn.
1: He might. Oh, okay.
0: I don't think he, I don't think he wants to come back to the States because (laughs) I don't blame um, him sometimes because he it, cruel states. Right, right. Cruel Which states. One? All right. <laughs> Final one.
1: Final pick. Yeah.
0: So, i th- I threw <laughs> I threw kind of like a depressing album out there, and uh, so I tossed uh, Beck C changes at you. It's from two thousand two it's Beck's eighth album. Uh, Right. It's pieced together after a breakup with his fiance for, of nine years, nine years. That's, that's and I don't know, I don't know the full story, but I kind of dug around a little bit and it looks like she cheated on him with one of his, uh, bandmates. Oh no. Yeah. 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 um, (laughs) The, it, the album is just slow. There's no yes. upbeat track to it. Um, it I, sounds I re- depressed.
1: I remember, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to break you. No, um, I was going to say, I when you said this album, I was like, okay, Beck, I know who Beck is, but then I saw the album cover, and I instantly knew the album it was, because I always remember seeing this in your CD case. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. The but, album cover is pretty fantastic.
1: Yeah, I it's never
0: just, I never listened to it though. Yeah. Um so the uh the album is very it's depressing. Um but it has a rich atmosphere to it, but it's 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 a like a really sad atmosphere and and, and um it's 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 a lonely atmosphere because nice. He's just, man. Needs a hug. <laughs> Needs a hug. Yeah. Um, so my track off of this was uh, Lost Cause. Mm-hmm. And uh, who hasn't been in that situation where, you know, you're fighting for it. You're fighting to keep this thing going. And your um, your lover, your the person that you're with, is man just halfway out the door, and but you're still you're still trying, even though it's a you know eh, lost cause. Making out um, with your bandmate behind your back. Oh no. Um. <laughs> so, but I will say, if you if you like the feel of this track, like the music of it, I would check out another song called. Um, I would check out Just Another Girl which might be a hidden track uh, off of Pete Yorn Music for um, Oh
1: my gosh dude. That music is... for
0: the Morning After maybe?
1: <laughs> that is still sitting in my CD case. Yes.
0: Yeah. So yeah. That, I believe that's a hidden track off of Music for the Morning <laughs> After. Uh but if you like the music of Lost Cause, you should check out uh Just Another Girl that's a great track yeah that's a hitter that's a that that, that that'll keep you going right in, in, in a depressing manner but right, right
1: right it'll keep you it'll keep you awake maybe
0: no yeah <laughs> so i'm 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 wondering what your favorite song off this off this depressing well, well one my is. friend my friend gilcrease it was a struggle <laughs> You
1: text me uh, that like this is this is this is difficult. <laughs> this is getting hard, man. Okay, I have I have very very few notes for this, but I did listen to it. Um the track I chose was Little One. Hmm. The re- the reason I chose Little One, um it it's four words here. It just says because <laughs> it just says it has a beat. <laughs> <laughs> and I said it was like finding water after crawling through the Sahara for two days. <laughs> Oh man! I, I, I look. I rec- I recognize Beck's talent, and I, there's a couple of tracks because I actually do like. I just can't think of them right now. But this was one of the slowest albums I think I've ever listened to, and it's. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was the time that I listened to it. Maybe I need to. You know, I need to give it another shot. But um, it definitely. It it hits that mood, man. It. Yeah. He creates an environment of you know a slow kind of depressing vibe. And when you describe when you told me kind of what had happened around it, I was like, okay, this makes total sense now.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, but, it was it was bad news bears for that boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but, yeah, but you find I do. Um you're like, man, this guy like all he has left is, you know, just expressing how he felt felt about that breakup. And I mean, Jacqueline and I, I think, uh, I think this year will be marked 10 years of, of knowing each other and being in each other's lives. So you subtract a year and that's how long this guy was with his girl, nine years. And then fiance on top of that. And she's, she's knocking boots with a bandmate. (laughs) That's just new boot, <laughs> so, new boot goofing over there. So, boot goofing.
1: I just like the word. I like. I like the word goofing referring yeah. to that. Honestly, we um, <laughs> goofing.
0: Gr- girl, you want to goof? <laughs> uh,
1: I love that so much.
0: Let's get goofy. Um, <laughs> so, but anyway, they, so, they goofing over there. Officer, they goofing over there. <laughs> uh so what so but the album like it's 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 sad but it's hard on your heart on your sleeve style and yeah. he's got he's got nothing upbeat or happy going on so why fake that why, why fake that you know why why present right. that and it's just he's won grammys i can't remember if he won one uh won any for uh sea changes but i will say that he has a new track out i can't remember the name but i was reading little little bits about it and it's like goofing (laughs) no beck has returned to sea changes oh no no what happened i think we should all be
1: very very concerned about that line honestly
0: um so two two things really quick and we'll wrap up but um when i was working at campus collectibles c changes uh mfsl uh original mobile you know sound fidelity lab recording top notch recording apparently but now it came out that it is just the same as all the other ones <laughs> so everyone feels duped um <laughs> but uh that came through the store and i was like man uh, it was back when when i could get any album but i had to work for him uh I put it to the side and I was like man I, I want I want this I want this and I think John our old old boss um found it and brought it out to someone and sold it and I think he sold it for like a hundred bucks oh gosh and I was like dude so that sucked Jim, but um, James is trying to goof on me yeah <laughs> ain't nobody trying to goof on John um <laughs> uh, <laughs> So another story is last year when, when, uh, my wife and I and Chase Renault, who was a buddy of mine who dealt with the dove and his wife, Lindsay, we go to Texas. Uh, we go to Austin, Texas around this time every year for the past like four or five years, four years maybe. Um, and go to the luck reunion. I mentioned this to you off air. Um, Great. but. It's it's um it's during south by southwest. It's in it's outside of Austin in a um it's on Willie Nelson's ranch and it's a it's a day-long festival. And then we go to that and then the next day, the next two days, we just go around Austin City um and just catch live shows. And um they're most of them are free, but I remember us driving around downtown Austin looking for a spot to park. And I looked out my window and I was like, that's Beck. <laughs> and he was in a cream colored suit, white button down with a couple of buttons unbuttoned, like me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like people were like stopping, trying to get his autograph. I was like, man, if I only had Midnight Vultures, which is from <laughs> 1999, that album is probably the funky stuff that you're looking for. Yeah. You want to talk about goofing. <laughs> that man has a track called sex laws. Uh, that man has a track called. Um, uh, Deborah. Uh. And one of the lyrics out of Deborah's uh, or the chorus. I want to get with you and your sister. <laughs> I think her name's is Deborah. Um,
1: I think her name's Deborah. That's great. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a great, great song. But, um, anyways, it's a check out Midnight Vultures. You will not be disappointed. You probably will, but you, I'm saying you won't be. <laughs> well, Compared to Sea Changes,
1: right, right, right. That's that's the other album I, I remember you mentioning a lot
0: too. So, uh, Hollywood freaks in the Hollywood scene touch it real good. If you want a piece party people know i'm the type of freak i think that's um,
1: i think that's the back stuff that i i kind of remember yeah but yeah
0: that's that's 99 back um but yeah so thank you so much for coming on the podcast being a part of it uh being the guy that edits the shows um <laughs> absolutely being nice. uh somewhat my uh my boss because you're you're Friday five (laughs) and the ones with Rex and a mystery guest is underneath that umbrella of production. So I'm happy I'm happy I'm doing this. I'm happy to be a part uh of podcasting again. Uh being um you know doing our podcast uh hopefully soon. I don't even know what the title is. Um we're still working on that. Yeah. But yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to more episodes of the ones uh, with Rex and a mystery guest, more episodes with, with you, with our next adventure. Um, so yeah, but thank you so much.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. We have a lot of fun stuff, uh, in the works and happy to have you back, um, as the, the co-founder of the show and, you know, just happy to have you back on the air. And I'm really, I'm really glad this worked out. I think the show is perfect. And I know you already have, um, some people lined up that want to do it and yeah yeah looking forward to getting some uh, new content for sure
0: absolutely all right guys so that was the uh, end of the first episode of the ones with rex and a mystery guest I hope you enjoyed it i hope you found some tracks to look into and some albums to check out but until next time just you know have a great week and uh see you around I yeah.